Welcome to 28 and Searching. I'm your host, Samantha, and today I have Carolyn B. Craft on my show. Hi, Carolyn. Thanks for coming on. Hi. Glad to be here. So tell us a little about yourself. Where, where are you located? You know, how old are you? What kind of hobbies do you like to do? Well, I'm 42. I love outdoor activities. I like to um, be out on the water. I like to work in my garden. I like to uh, go to the gym when it's raining, but preferably outdoor activities, stay active. And I, um, I'm a food server slash restaurant manager. I managed for many years and um, now I'm currently kind of half managing, half food serving. Okay, cool. Um, so what does that mean? Does that So do you go between managing other staff and then just filling in or are you doing it? Well, currently I went out of management, but I'm, um, I, my husband actually and I have interest in this particular restaurant that I'm working in right now. Okay. And the manager is doing such a poor job, I had to start uh, running the front, which isn't my favorite thing to do. I prefer to just food serve. But because of his weaknesses, until we find somebody who's a better overall manager, I had to step in and take that. So I'm food serving plus uh, being like the front of the house manager. Okay, very cool. And how did you get into it? Did you just start food serving and you loved it and just continued on moving up that ladder? Or did you start doing something else and somebody recommended going into a restaurant or? No, I started, I actually, my first uh, boyfriend's sister worked in a restaurant and she kept trying to get me to come food serve, but I was only 17 years old and I didn't have a any work experience and I thought that would be kind of hard and I started working actually at Scott's Dairy Freeze with my first job and she just kept pestering pestering and pestering me to come to work for her and so I worked there I think a year and a half and finally she kept telling me how great the money was how great the money was and she would train me and um, take me under her wing and so I finally got brave enough to go work for her it was actually the uh, Tift House which is now the Poor House oh okay was my um, first food serving job and I picked up on it real fast and she did train me and I did make really good money and so I've just been doing it ever since and then I got conned into managing at one point in time but I do not enjoy that as much as food serving. Okay so you you (laughs) like you like doing the more personable approach than the overhead approach to Well I like to be able to do my job and leave. Okay. Be rewarded for my job and in management you there's perks as far as paid vacation and Um, medical benefits and stuff like that but nowadays more and more restaurants especially with the new laws you're having to be provided that medical insurance and vacation days that was really the only drawback to food serving before okay but per hour money is way better than most jobs unless you're going to be a stripper no okay okay (laughs) so and it's up to you is the better you do the more money you can make Okay, and that's definitely something you found beneficial that the, you wanted to put all the effort there. You can there. do your job and leave. You don't have to Perfect. go home and do follow-up calls and have all this homework. You just do your job and you go home and you don't have to ever be pestered about it again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so when you were starting out and even now, do you go through any, like, do you do any formal training or do you do, have you, were you through, was it intensive at all? Like when you were being trained to do this position, did you find it easy or simple to get into? Um, I found it pretty simple. I mean, it takes a certain personality. You have to have a pretty thick skin because people treat you like their servant and they can be very mean and cruel and you have to keep that smile on your face and 
um, deal with them in a very political, positive way instead of, you know, crying. And some people can't handle it because they just get their feelings hurt too easily. And you can't take things personal. Sure. You have to have a good memory and you have to be able to do a bunch of things at one time. So it's not for everybody. You have to be quick on your feet, quick thinking. You have to enjoy um, meeting people and making small chatter and also just providing them with excellent customer service. And some people don't quite get that. You can't train it. It's just not in their personality. Okay. And so as, as the management portion, when you've had to train food servers, do you have a sp- specific method that you use or? Um, yes. And, uh, you, like if they get the menu, you have to train it. You get tested on the menu and there's certain shortcuts depending on like the restaurant I work in now has a big menu and there's lots of substitutions and it's a little bit harder and so we generally don't promote we don't usually just hire someone from the outside because it's very difficult to catch on so we hire you as a host cashier and you learn and if you're really picked up on that and you do a good job with guest service and you start to learn the menu then it's easier to train you on all the little substitutions and things on the menu because it's quite large but you would get a test then after say oh you first would shadow somebody and just observe and mm-hmm. punch in orders for them so you learn the computer yeah then you probably do that for two or three days then they would shadow you for two or three days then um if you were picking up on it and doing well you'd have a menu test and then if you got all of those, like 80%, you would be able to go on the floor. You might take a smaller section for the first couple of weeks okay. and see how you're doing. But if you're progressing fine and able to handle it, slowly take on more. You wouldn't be able to take like a party of 15 right out of the gate. Probably have to wait a couple of months for that. So would you say that while you're training, um, there's definitely some drawback to like the pace because if you're not if you're being a hostess you're not getting tipped right so it may have be so it it does take some time for you to get to that position where you're actually making the type of money that you can make as a waitress right or a food server you generally can't just start as a food server i was pretty lucky in the fact that um they needed a food server and she knew me and knew i would pick up on it well and took me under her wing and, um, but that's not normal. No, normally you do have to start as a host cashier or a busser before you get promoted to a food server. Okay. So there, there is some time before you get to levels, like mm-hmm. higher levels where you're actually making a career out of it. Correct. Okay. But it could be like if you're picked up on it and you're good with computers and you're good with um, people, it could be as little as two months. Okay. Yeah. If- that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So there's, there is a formal training to it. I mean, you don't just walk right. in and not anybody can be a server. Right. You you have to go through it and actually, uh, you have to put forth the effort to be right in that industry. And there's a professionalism that goes along with it, and um, it's just like I think coming from a large family, it was quite easy for me because I'm next to the youngest out of nine and I had to wait on my family a lot like do the dishes clear the plates like yeah do kind of menial labor because it is menial labor and people look at you as menial labor but you can make a lot of money if you can keep a good attitude and provide people with great service so would you say that 
hosting or busing is the best place to start for this or is there okay so that's that's where you want to be um so that you can apply skills later to that okay and so what personality traits are you going to think work best within this position well it's kind of like um it's almost like you're acting it's almost like you're on stage so people who can have that smile on and be part of that bigger picture as far as almost entertaining people. I mean, you know, you're not singing or dancing, but it's yeah. kind of orchestrated where, you know, the timing of the food to the coffee to the water to the, you know, everything getting done in a timely manner and um, noticing people's verbal cues if they're looking around just not to walk by them and ignore them, but to go, oh, did you need something? So being able to read body language. Right. Okay. So there's a psychology to it almost. Yes. Because you're interacting a lot. Definite psychology to it. And also, like, some people, you have to understand, are very rude in restaurants as far as you talk to them and they're so engrossed in their own personality or their own conversation. Like, you might say, did you want some more coffee? And they'll completely ignore you. And in my experience, it's better just to pour that coffee and have them stop than a lot of the newer or younger people just walk on by. And then two minutes later, they're like, where's my coffee? Hello. Yeah. And that's what I mean as far as not taking things personally. Like, it's not directed at you. They're being rude. They're in their conversation. They're in your zone. But it's up to you to make sure that you're providing that full service, whether they're paying attention to you or not. So calm demeanor yes, would be necessary yeah. for this. Calm demeanor, and especially, like, if things work, it's called in the weeds. If you're in the weeds, if you're overwhelmed and you're, you maybe have not enough help on, you might have 20 tables, you have to remain calm and not act like you're, all these problems are going on so that the guest doesn't know that you're in the weeds, if yeah. you will. So it's an act. You have to be kind of a good actor it's like you, the whole deal is you come to work and you leave your problems behind you keep that smile on mm-hmm. and especially when you're super busy you tend to get a stress face they have to remember to smile through it yeah. and so the guest doesn't see that you're stressed because when they see their stress they're going to start looking for problems and the presentation of the food might be perfect but if you're running around frantic or acting like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry, this is so bad, they're going to think it's bad even if it's not. Yeah, so you're, it's an environment. You're mm-hmm. creating an atmosphere. Right, exactly. Okay. And would you cheerful atmosphere. And would you say that they're, they're different at different levels? So, I mean, when you talk about being a food server, there's obviously several steps in that, right? Because yes. you can talk about going from fast food all the way up to high fine dining. Right. So would you say that the same skill levels are needed at different places in your experience? Dif- well, there's a certain set as far as service, you know, providing that service, reading the body cues. Um, fine dining is even a little bit more fine-tuned. I haven't done fine dining. I'm not interested in fine dining because it's actually more, um, you have less tables, but there's more involvement with that table. There's more steps as far as, you know, um, etiquette, if you will, that I didn't want to go into that far sure but you could there's even more money to be made there if you're an evening person I'm not an evening person and I, I don't like to work late and I don't um I don't consider myself you have to I would say even a little bit more educated or at least more knowledgeable on world uh, concerns and, okay. and issues and just 
a little bit more uh, just etiquette is required in a fine dining. Sure. So, so if you don't mind, if you'll ex- kind of give me a little bit of detail about where you're at now. Where, where would you place it on a map? What kind of hours are you running? What is it looking like for you on a day-to-day? Well, I do uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner house. And so okay. our restaurant's open 5.30 to 10. Okay. And um, it's it's uh, more upscale than than Denny's or IHOP. Everything's okay. made from scratch. But it is a little bit more casual environment. Whereas the fine dining is it's just a little bit more stuffier, I guess. Okay. You have to be more careful what you say, how you hold yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more training involved than the middle of the road. Sure. You know, so is it like a, I was gonna say, is it a family? Is it yes, family okay. style restaurant? Family restaurant. Where your kids okay, come like hometown. Right. Okay. Okay. Home cooking, comfort food, pancakes, pork chops, steak, burgers. And you guys are running and, seven days a week. Yep, seven days a week. We're only closed on Christmas. We open five thirty a.m. until ten p.m. And what? And so. if you don't mind, if you what's the name of your restaurant? Oh, Family Pancake. Family House. Pancake House. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. And dinner. Family Pancake and dinner out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So a lot of those breakfast places close at three. We do not. You guys keep dinner. going till ten. And you still we serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner all day, which is unusual. You can get eggs Benedict at ten o'clock at night, and you can get liver and onions at five thirty in the morning. Okay. That's another thing that makes it difficult because you have to all the time. So your cooks have to be well trained yes. in everything. So I guess that lends me to ask the question of, do you have specific people who are working specific times or are they, do they mix it? Is it really flexible we, or? The way it works is the more money in this particular restaurant and the breakfast type of restaurant is in the day shift. So okay. the um, more longevity and the um, more experienced servers get the day shift, Okay, which is kind of weird because the night shifts are actually harder. And it takes more. It's almost like you have to go through the ringer, if you will, putting your time at the night to get promoted to the day. But the day is a lot easier. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> there's less steps. So you're working hard to make it easy. Right. To make your right. money much easier. Right. Than when, okay. Exactly. So you'd say that when you're starting, when, when you're actually looking at this as a career, you're putting in a lot of work to get into those places where you're making that easy money well that's... not compared to other jobs though because you still can make like okay. even say if you're working five to ten that's only five hours okay and you have all day to do whatever you want and play and you're still going to make between 75 and 100 dollars. okay you know I'd... say average 75 in tips okay and then you're still making your 11 dollar an hour hourly wage okay so especially in washington now some states they have that sub-minimum wage. I was just going to ask Washington about Washington does not. So okay. Washington is prime place to be a food server. So when you're looking at this type of thing as a profession, you want to, I mean, those are absolutely qualifiers, right? You want to make sure you're looking at places that are going to make the money. Right. Right? Because right. Um, I was going to ask about the sub-minimum wage because I know that some places it might be harder to make that money. Although I right. have heard that food servers can make amazing money, especially in Seattle. Yeah. Um, where there, people make it professions all the time. Oh, and fine dining, you can bring home three to 500 in a five-hour shift. Yeah. You know, so what else can you do for that much money with, you don't have to have any education. Yeah. You just have to be smart. Okay. With, you know, as far as just processing, you do have to have your basic math knowledge. I mean, you have to have a high school education, but there's no requirement for you to have a bachelor's or a master's and 
So would you say that um, on average, most of your employees don't work an eight-hour day? So oh, no. Okay. The cooks do. Okay. But um, most of the servers work anywhere from five to eight, but it's very rarely eight. Okay. Like even we have shifts that are scheduled 12 to eight, but they usually get off at seven. Okay. That's the longest shift. It's 12 to eight, five to 10, seven to two, five to 1230. The opener usually works eight, five thirty to 1230. All right. And so what, what portions of your personality do you think really come through for you to love this position? What do you, what do you think you makes you prone to making this your career? Well, I really love the flexibility as well. I did leave this career for a little while and try to work in an office, but I couldn't, like, I did, couldn't stand to sit for eight hours a day, and it's really eight hours a day. Yeah. And then if you have break in there, which you're required to have a break, say if it's an hour or a half hour, you're really nine hours a day. Mm-hmm. And um, I really didn't, and I, I couldn't, like, now as a food server, if I want the day off, I can ask someone to switch and I can switch. I mean, the flexibility is there. Oh, I decide someone calls me and wants me to go on some little trip. Oh, can so-and-so work for me? Oh, no problem. And that's yeah. often? The, I oh, mean, yeah. that's 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 yeah. a pretty mm-hmm. prevalent practice. Yes, yes, it's prevalent practice in oh. any restaurant to, you know, as long as there's somebody qualified, if they're willing to switch with you, you can switch or even requesting time off. Usually there's not a problem. With that, unless okay. five people want the same day off, which doesn't happen because in the industry, you know, it's kind of first come, first serve. And so that you look and see if anyone else wants a day off or there's plenty of workers to switch. And that was the hardest thing for me, having to do that Monday through Friday, eight to nine hours a day and never being able to do anything. Switch. Yeah. You can't switch. You can't just go, oh, can so-and-so work for me today? Like, mm-hmm. no, you're stuck in that rut. And I didn't like that. I like the change. And every day is different. You meet new people. Nothing's the same. Like okay. there's, It can be stressful, yes, and because you might be shorthanded or the cook might not show up or the dishwasher breaks down. But it's never boring. You don't, I don't ever sit and look at the clock and go, I mean, time just goes so fast. And does it ever make you think that, like, when you walk in, you, you know that most of these people you're not going to see again, right? So even if something goes wrong whereas like in an office you're right. the same people in and out i could see that being a benefit but we do have a lot of regulars okay and which we want because regulars are what feed us yeah and so but there are not too many where even if you might get a regular that really annoys you you can trade somebody and have them take them once in a while <laughs> okay if you don't feel like dealing, dealing with, them. with them oh okay. can you take that table for me yes no problem <laughs> yeah so works that way too sure i mean and- we all get tired like you have even people I love every once in a while. If I'm in a bad mood or if I just don't really want to visit that day, I can have somebody else take them and trade it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, what what personality traits? So, since we've talked about what personality traits really work, what personality traits do you think don't work? Or it's like oil and water. Well, it's if you um, if you're about yourself. And you take things that people say to you personally. And if you, like, I'm working with one girl right now who has a really hard time. She doesn't understand professionalism. And she'll just, like, customers walk in. Okay. Really, like, you don't understand. Like, hi, how are you? How are you? Like, she's having a bad day. It shows. Or if she doesn't want to wait on someone, she's like, another customer. Like, you cannot have that attitude. Yeah. And she answers the phone. Hello, yeah, what do you want? Like, 
you know. Yeah. Let Very. me see. Oh, what I don't know. Like you, there's a certain level of professionalism that you need to have. That understanding of, um, I don't know what the quite the right word is for it. Well, but. you're constantly in the public eye. Yeah, being on stage. You're like watched. You, you have to be on your guard as to how you're behaving at all times and what your facial expression looks like and your body language looks like to somebody else. You can't just like, oh, this is ridiculous. So being self-aware. Yes. Yes, and some people just don't have that. And it's usually the younger ones. Okay. And um, also being able to uh, work with multiple ethnicities. Some people are very prejudiced, and that doesn't work okay. either because it's um, everybody's equal and treated the same. And but treated, you have to be able to treat people with respect, even people that you might not think are respecting you. Sure. Like. Uh, I have one server who couldn't make it because, oh, people are so rude, and they won't even look at me when I'm taking their order. Well, it it doesn't matter if they look at you or not. You're still going to give them the best service. And some people are like, take this away, or, you know, they're just very demeaning. So you can't be involved. Right. You have to be very, you have to be viewing from the outside. You have to let things run off of you. If you you can't let things run off of you, if, if you're timid, um, I've, I have seen timid people actually rise and shine because it was their first job. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this person's never going to work. It's just like a little <laughs> mouse. And she, but as she learned, and she got actually better. got to be one of the best people. So if you do watch and learn and listen to your people telling you what's going on, but a lot there are some people who it's just their innate personality, and they're like, oh, you know, even when you try and tell them. That. So do you think that... That's the defining factor is if you have the personality for this, this can be a great career. Right. And if you don't... It's not for you. It's not going to happen. No. If you don't You can't like, even fake it, right? No. I mean, it's a very yeah, if obvious... You, yeah. I've had servers when somebody like isn't like their food and they send it back and they tell... They maybe make a rude comment to the server like it's their fault or maybe not even tip you because the food isn't made right even though... It's right. Like they mm-hmm. say they want their bacon perfect. You think it's perfect, but it's too limp for them Subjective. or it's too well done. Yeah, there's a lot of subjectiveness. And if you can't say, oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood you, even when you know that they were in the wrong, if you come back and cry because they return their food, it's not a job for you, which there are people that are like that. They okay. just can't handle any kind of negativity. Okay. And there's a lot of negativity, but if you're able to... No problem. I'll take care of that for you. Yeah. And then just continue to move on. All right. So what parts of your personality do you think have struggled with this position? What do you What do you think something in you that's maybe this has rubbed you the wrong way at one point where maybe you had to overcome it to be part of this or um, something that just didn't mesh well that you've changed? Well... It's it's a learning like the, that's what I said when you're newer 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 server it's harder because and I try and teach people but um, at the way I was taught before but like when I first started I grabbed a cup like at the top and sat on the table and this honey honey I'm gonna tell you right now like never touch the top of the cup and she would, did it in a very nice way I was glad she was nice because I didn't even realize because I wasn't taught that yeah and you know to people don't want their lips around the top of the glass and every new host cashier or whatever I see them grabbing the top yeah and I tell them but they still keep doing it <laughs> like you cannot do that I because the customer told me I guess I never did it again 
So do you think that maybe having the experience sometimes can be a little bit overwhelming when you're dealing with like newer people? Like maybe that can be part of um, a struggle well it's, a, it's see... a continual it's a continual learning experience even I've been in it for 20 years and it's still you still do learn new things all the time mm-hmm. and if you're not willing to learn new things and change and adapt to changes you're not going to do well as well either because it is a continually changing adapting environment and you have to go with those changes and and every person is different like we're supposed to clear plates. One time I was really busy and I picked up a plate. Can I take that for you? But I swooped it up before he answered, just out of habit. And he said no at oh, the same time no. I was swooping it up. I said no. He screamed at me and I'm just like, I'm so sorry. And I set it back down. But that would have made some people cry. And even me, as a seasoned server, I was kind of shaken by it. And it, But I had to shake it off and say, I just, I, I'm sorry. I took that too soon. And I set it right down. And um, I went about my business and gathered myself, and I had to come back and check on him and be happy and smiling, but even though I was really shaken up inside. Yeah. But he ended up being really nice after that, and said he even apologized and said he's really sorry, but he wanted to soup up that gravy, and I took it. Like, I asked him and <laughs> took it at the same time. But it's a big learning lesson for me, too, to yeah. be calm and be careful and not, you know, if I'm asking someone a question... I wait for the answer before I swoop in. So that's kind of like things. So being present instead of automating. Right. right. And it's sometimes that's hard too, okay. especially when you're busy, to remember to stop and be present. Yeah. Instead of just being a robot, because sometimes you get robotic. But you can still do a good job, but you're not going to. It's not going to be as personable. Tip, right. And you get more tips, the more personable you are. And so the more money you make. Mm-hmm. And some, it's kind of sad, but some of the older people, they tip according to how much you talk to them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And I actually had a server one time give my cashier the tip because I was the only one on the floor. I had like 20 tables, so I couldn't talk, but I was getting all the food out good, but I couldn't sit and chit-chat. Mm-hmm. Well, the cashier didn't have anything to do because all the customers were getting fed, so she went and chit-chatted with her, and she actually gave her the tip because she chit-chatted with her. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she told her that. Wow. I'm giving you the tip because you chit-chatted with me today. Oh, my. I, it's not about <laughs> that. And that's hard sometimes to take that. But also, you have the people who don't tip very much, but you'll have someone else come behind and give a bigger tip, and it all equals out. Can you ever – do you ever know that? Is that is that a detriment if you make pre-assumed notions about who's going to tip and who's not? Yes. Has that ever come mm-hmm. back? It does because – a lot of times, too, people get really down when they don't get tipped. It's like a rejection. And it is hard. It's hard to keep your psyche up. And, oh, I can't believe I just got stiff. And it was harder for me when I was younger. But I've come to a point where it does come back. Yeah. You might get those few tables who don't understand tipping or just rude and don't tip. But you have those extra tables who are extra generous. And so it all evens out in the long run. Okay. So would you say that from, you know, from being a food server or even a general manager, is there, is there a ladder up? Is there a way to move lateral? Is there different, like if you are wanting to kind of evolve your skill set, where do you think you could go if that, as a possibility with where you're at now? Oh, well, you would, you, if you're in the kitchen, it helps you to be a manager too, but you have to be in all the aspects to become a general manager 
or have the education. But people like to hire you with experience more than education because <clears throat> the hotel and restaurant management mm-hmm. doesn't really teach you the hard knocks of the job. And okay. there's a lot more involved. So <clears throat> I started as a food server, went into management. And you can start as a chef and go into management as well. But it is if you take on more responsibility, if you're willing to take on more responsibility, if you do well at your job, you'll be recognized and asked to take on those extra responsibilities because actually restaurant managers are not that hard or not that easy to come by. So restaurants so it is are always looking for restaurant managers, yes. And from a management position, if you work with a chain, you can get promoted up to a area manager or a district manager. Okay, so, so you, there there is a ladder. Yeah. So you yeah. can absolutely go from if you want, if you're a food server and you decide, hey, I want more responsibility or I want to do more with my yeah. skill you set. The manager know, and if you're doing a good job and you're trustworthy and you're coming to work on time and working extra and putting in the effort, you definitely in any restaurant could be. And would you say it's possible for, I mean, at that point when we're talking about ladder or lateral, can we, can you also then create your own restaurant? Can oh, you, sure. Do you think a that's a possibility that. going from food server to that? Or do you think there's a step that needs to be in between there in your experience? Well, I think it would be difficult to be a food server and then own a restaurant. But I have known, I worked with a food server who then started her own restaurant and she's quite successful. Okay. I can't remember the name of it. So yeah, if you're good at your job and uh, it's possible, it's possible. Like the uh, the man who owns the restaurant I work at right now has six restaurants, and he started as a cook in the this restaurant. And he had a he was a construction guy, cooked at night. And when the man the owner said he was going to sell, he said he'd like to buy it. So he bought it, and now he owns six. So would you say that it's almost a restaurant being a food server or in the restaurant, especially when you're talking about family restaurants, you have a possibility of of seeing opportunities like that, like purchasing a restaurant from somebody you're working for, rather than where you work at a large corporation, that's absolutely never going to be possible. Um, I mean, is that pretty common where people kind of evolve as family through those Um, types of things? I wouldn't say it's common, but it happens more than you think. Okay. Yeah, and I think it's really difficult to open a restaurant without working in one. Like if you were to just decide, oh, I want to run a restaurant, and you've never worked in one, it's 90% chance of failure. I would even venture to say 98% chance of failure. Okay. <laughs> like you need to work in a restaurant, go through the, the positions before you own a restaurant. Because there's a lot involved that people don't understand. They just think, oh, I want to open a restaurant because it looks like a good moneymaker. So even though we're, we're talking about your position specifically, but if, if we talk about steps... You would say that, I mean, yours is a great step to, even if you don't want to make it your entire career, it's a great step to a bigger career of owning. Oh, right. Well, even my husband, he's in the restaurant industry as well. He started as a dishwasher. Then he became a busboy. Then he became a food server. Then he became a manager of, like, I think his, uh, he was a manager at a Western bar called Chugwaters and also Black Angus. Okay. And then he started working as a manager general manager for the family pancake house and now he's vice president of operations and in the process of purchasing from the owner oh wow okay so it is it's, it's yeah. possible probable it 
recommended. Yeah. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can make, you can make enough money to do that for the time yes. period it takes is right. what you're letting right. me know. And even if like I didn't um, come into this where we're actually ending up purchasing, um, I probably would have looked like I worked at Kachina Presto for a while and I really was thinking about opening one of those. Like there's, all different avenues and franchises and stuff. But even as a franchise, if you wanted to franchise a restaurant, you need to work in that restaurant before they'll franchise it to you. Okay. So anyone considering food service should definitely give it a shot and see whether they are, if it's for them or not. And definitely there's places to go in food service. And it opens a lot of opportunities for you. I mean, it sounds like there's a lot more possibilities for um, almost becoming your own boss. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's setting you up for that. Well, I feel as a food server, you are kind of your own boss anyway. I mean, you have to work the schedule you're given, but if you do your job well, you're rewarded with more money. And also if you do your job well the manager is going to give you the schedule you want yeah because okay. he wants to keep you uh, absolutely <laughs> and um the other thing i say is even if you don't want to make it a career it's a great place to go to work your way through college because you can like my daughter um, paid for her college without getting any loans by food serving oh, while wow. she was going to school because it was less hours like five hours a day mm-hmm. and she made enough money to pay for her college so she could graduate debt-free and would you say that it gives it sets you up with a with a solid skill set for oh yes future and also when you have those regulars or people who recognize that you're doing such a good job it also can if you don't want to make it your career it can very much lead you into um connections for jobs she so it's a network yes she networked while she was going to college while she was working and got jobs from the people that she was waiting on. Very good jobs. But you're saying that you absolutely can make this a career. Yeah. I mean, it's not well, I just... Love, I made it a career. In fact, my daughter, who she who did pay her way through college and then said she was never going to work in the restaurant, now all she talks about is coming back to the restaurant. Oh. <laughs> she doesn't like the corporate world at all. She got used to that flexibility as well mm-hmm. and that good money and minimal hours and being able to take off whenever she wanted. And she's having a really tough time. Uh, doing her going through choice (laughs) which I mean once you get used to something that would make sense Um, and that's what happened to me too like I decided oh I need to do something different with my life and you know I need to use use my education and that's when I went into the office work and I found out that I hated it so would you kick yourself almost for believing the hype because I mean that's the normal thought process right that you go into a restaurant you do this wall until you get something else right I didn't intend for it to be a career, but I tried other things. I dabbled in other things and didn't like anything, and I just decided I really love my food-serving job. And so just because other people don't think it's a viable career doesn't mean I can't have it as a viable career because I love it. Well, and that's why I'm I'm really glad that we get to talk about this because people don't necessarily think of it as a career choice, and you have obviously made that choice. You love it. You're saying, I can make the money to make this choice, and do what I love to do and I think that's important for people to recognize that they can go into this start it maybe you can't afford schooling but you can go into this love it and you have unlimited possibilities in the same industries I mean what I'm hearing from you is that you have opportunities that 
you wouldn't necessarily have other places. Right. Like my um, daughter's cousin, she's not a food server, but she, well, she is. She's a bartender slash server. She works at a place called True North in San Diego. She makes so much money, and she's traveled all over the world because she just um, trades shifts or takes time off when she's been there. You know, she has seniority. She's been there about 10 years now, I guess, and she's been to Iceland, to Costa Rica. to Like, every three months, she's going on, like, a three-week trip somewhere. I'm like, how can you do this? So you would say this would be a very good position for people who are working to live. Right. Instead of living to work. This yes. is where you're going, mm-hmm. doing your job, making your money, so you can do all the things you want to do, your hobbies outside of it. Right. Right. Okay. You can afford to do them, and you can, you don't, you're not stuck to that nine to five, Monday through Friday, when can I ever do anything? When you get two weeks a year, that's it. I, <laughs> yeah. I can't do that. I want to go when I want to go. Yeah. Absolutely. So, in your experience, because you talked about uh, the Kachina Cachina Presto, which was a chain. Um, when we're talking about different industries almost, because you're, you're looking at chains, you're looking at fast foods, you're looking mm-hmm. at family restaurants, high fine dining. Um, when you're looking at all of those, would you say that the job is different in each one? Well, yeah, because fast food is, um, is not full service. But you can, if you're good at your fast food job, you could transfer into full service very easily. And when I'm trying to recruit, like right now I need some, you know, servers slash host cashiers, I will go to those fast food places and notice people who are doing really good and try and recruit them to my place where they could make more money. Because there's not that, you, I think it's harder in fast food to move up. Okay. And you're stuck with that hourly wage. You don't get tips. Yeah. So I can offer them to come work for me with the chance of tips and more money. Okay. So it, it is a different, I know it's a different atmosphere. I mean, you still need to be that smile on okay. and you still are in. So same know, basic personality yeah. traits. There's just a different. A little, it's a little bit higher level of service. Okay. And there's more uh, physical involved because you're walking more. You have to be. That's the other thing. Some people just physically can't do it. But because um, you're on your feet, that whole, that's why eight-hour shifts are Not, unusual because okay. you're walking that whole entire time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's more like five, once in a while, eight. But when you're having, some people do doubles. When you're on your feet 12 hours on a double, a double is two sixes usually. But that's a long day. Yeah. That's a food server. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your feet are going to be aching. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay. So um, what would you say that some of the drawbacks are. I mean, we've talked about maybe not necessarily drawbacks for you, but things that might be considered a drawback. Are there like, I, I'm assuming you have to work weekends, especially yeah. when you're starting. Yeah, that's a drawback. Weekends and holidays generally, because that's when people are going out to eat. Mm-hmm. That's a drawback. And um, being taught to subserviently is a drawback. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you can let it roll off you, it still isn't fun. Nobody wants to hear yeah. it. Yeah, right. absolutely. But, and it is. It happens frequently in the food service industry. People think you're there just to wait on them, and they treat you that way. So, And so that that's a daily occurrence. That's something that you're going to – that's that's something you I have to learn to deal weekly. with. I weekly. I it's daily. Okay. But it is probably weekly. Okay. So – That's a little bit fair. I just yeah. – I want to kind of gauge, you know, if people are yeah. looking at this where – 
are you having yeah. this every day where you but have then to you pull also away from have it? the people who are extra appreciative and so sweet and so so it's like it balances again like i said mm-hmm. and so it's like oh you just made my day like bringing you in presents and oh you that's know, nice yeah extra tips and so and so mm-hmm. what would be some of the i mean some of the positives well, would be the other another drawback is okay, though, well, too the yeah. personalities because it, it is like a home away from home, and like the cooks and the food servers clash sometimes. And trying to get the food out of the kitchen the way it should come out of the kitchen, as a server, like you have your standards, and maybe the cooks aren't up to par with it, and that's very difficult. So Especially is there like animosity? You a, yes, you get a mean, nasty cook. He might send you out something burned, and you'll say, "No, I'm sorry, this is burned," and then they don't want to recook it. They think you're being ridiculous, but you know that that's a little difficult sometimes too. So it's dealing, it's being able to deal with conflict resolution. Right. Um, and so when you're faced with those types of things, are there steps, are there places, are there people you can reach out to, resources to use to fix those situations? Or is that something that you may have to just deal with? Sometimes you just have to deal with it. Okay. If there's a manager there, yes, but not all the managers are going to care either. And... Um, but if you get a place where a manager doesn't care and they're serving crappy food, I would just leave. But <laughs> okay, I'm like I'm not gonna. It's probably be going down position. the hole. Yeah, but it can be difficult, especially for newer servers who aren't assertive to say no. I need this fixed because they want everyone to like them. They don't want cook. I mean, cooks can get very mean to throwing your plates. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. So it's it, it, you're almost you can get it from both sides, mm-hmm. which is, can be a drawback right. on some days. So you, yeah. I mean, you really have to think about that when you're going into this because you still have to put on that smile, right? So right. you don't want to be the person that's affected, right? So you could be just you know in this big fight with this cook about the sandwich, and then finally get it right and go. That's what I mean. The customer can't know what you went through. That's what we say a lot. Like, you have no idea what we went through to get this food just right for you. <laughs> and then you're going to stiff me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, I mean, that's a possibility yeah. that happens. Yeah. So, okay. So it's something that you have to consider when you're looking at this. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say is your worst day? Walk us through your worst day as a food server. Um... Well, that would probably be when the food is consistently not being cooked right, being cold, like bacon not being hot, and having to fight all day with the cooks to get it right is very stressful. And has that so, happened to oh, you? Yes. Have you been oh, through yes. a day like oh, that? Yes. yes. Okay. And it's mostly because right now, especially the industry, is having a hard time with cooks. Nobody wants to cook. Everybody needs cooks. And so... You're getting people who aren't really cooks. And so there's a level of, okay, I understand this, you know, you're super busy. You don't have enough people back there. But there's still, like it's a timing when you have super busy and you're getting half of your food 10 minutes before the other half and you're trying to keep it warm. Yeah. You know, it's very difficult and very stressful. And so not to go kind of sideways here, but in your your opinion, why do you think that there aren't, cooks is it is it a pay issue or well i think it's because it's uh no they're getting paid pretty good money but especially now there's so much tech jobs available and office jobs or a little bit easier jobs if you will they don't have to work nights weekends Mm -hmm. there's a lot of jobs available in washington state 
and cooking on the line is greasy and hot, especially in the summer. Okay. And it's not easy work. Sure. My job's a lot easier. I would not want to cook. (laughs) And they're not getting tipped, but they are getting a fair wage. But um, Can they sometimes get tipped, though? Sometimes, but not very often. Because I think I've heard about pooling tips. Um, I think that they have in the past, but I don't think they can do that anymore. Okay, so that's been taken out. mm -hmm. And some restaurants still can require you to tip X amount to the cooks. Okay. But um, they're already getting more money an hour, and they're not out there dealing with the people. I mean, they could be a food server if they want. You know, it's just like, when do you draw that line of who gets tipped? Like, you work your way, you do do what you want to do. Sure. But, um, because most of the cooks could be food servers because they know the menu well enough. Okay. If they wanted to. So they could absolutely make that transition if they wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. So, what would you say is a best day? What's one of your best days that you can remember front to back? Mm -hmm. Well... Almost every day is a good day. I mean, even if there's a little problem, but that is when, you know, all the food's coming out in sync, warm, hot. You don't have to fix every single plate. Sure. And the customers are nice. And even if you're busy, it's you can just tell the difference in the whole atmosphere and demeanor. And like, if you don't have to struggle to get your food, it's you're it's gonna um, parlay across the whole restaurant. Like things are just gonna run. So smoother. everyone's gonna be in- yeah. It just makes yeah, it. Yeah, because everything clicks. The food's coming out on time. The tables are turning on time. The hostesses are doing their job. Everybody's happy. You're not having to worry about, you know, the hostess not bringing the right amount of settings or not bringing their beverages. Like, if everyone's doing their job, it's a perfect day. Perfect. Everything's good. And, and there's been days like that, which is really nice. And it goes and it <laughs> goes the right fast. staff is on, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so what would some of... What would some of the big point benefits you would say to this job are? If somebody's looking for this job specifically, what would they be looking for? Why would they be looking for it? I'd say the flexibility and the high hourly rate of pay. Okay. And also just the rewards of um, you are in a way rewarded with how you do. I mean, you have those days where people don't tip you, but that's not going to be your whole day. That'll be one table. And in any job, you're going to have one instance of negativity in your day, usually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sure. Whether it's the person in the cubicle next to you popping their gum or you know, sure. something yeah. else. In yeah, <laughs> something <laughs> at any point, of course. <laughs> so, but I think that's the, like, I even, I did different things like Mary Kay and um, house party things, uh, Princess House, Tupperware, because oh, you can make so much money at this, but really you have to put in so much more time yeah. like with follow-up with customers and paperwork mm-hmm. and re- and calling people and, and food serving. You really can just go your five hours, make your money, and leave, and you never have to do it. People come to you. The next day you do it again. You don't have to do anything at home. You don't have to think about it at home. You don't have to worry. It's never coming back with you. Right. It's yeah. never going home with you. Right. It's not. There's no deadlines to make. There's no... It's, uh, what do you call that? Not carefree, but kind of my, like, it's that, it's that, there's no work at home. Okay. And I'd like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Almost every job I've had, there's stuff at home to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely seen that where they, you know, you go home and you're not done. You're emailing, you're mm-hmm. calling, your paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that I mean I could absolutely see why people would want to look at a job that wouldn't have that and guaranteed not to have that there's no way for you to take that home there's no possibility of that ever occurring Uh, it's that you're living in the day you're living in the moment that's what I like to do (laughs) yeah so what would you say is the thing that you love most what made you fall in love with this well I think that (laughs) that the the flexibility of it's it that's you so would you say that there were some outside influences that made you choose to step away from this job for a while? Oh, yeah, because people do definitely um, think of it not as a career and, like, it's not a real job. I had a boyfriend one time say, like, and this boyfriend, mind you, wooed me and tried, he was a customer. Who oh, <laughs> so he me, knew. Bugging me, bugging me, bugging me, bugging me to date him until I finally did. Then once I started dating him and he got comfortable, it's like, oh, first thing we have to do is get you a real job. I'm like, what? Oh, my Excuse goodness. Excuse me? Like, he didn't – and his job, mind you, was a balloon man, a person who <laughs> takes down a balloon with the ropes. And he had the audacity to tell me I needed to get a real job. Uh-huh. I was – could not even believe that. I, I ended up – I broke up with him over that comment. But people, that's how people look at it. And so – Yes, over when you get these kind of outside influence, you start thinking, well, maybe I should. Even though I knew I had a real job and I was offended, you can't help but kind of get into your psyche a little bit. Yeah. Like, well, I guess maybe I should use my education. I should do something else. And so do you think it's important that we kind of shift that mentality that being a food super can't be a career? I mean. Oh, I think so. I don't know. You know, I never did understand why people did look at it at that way because it is a professional job. It does take skill sets. It um, not everyone can do it, but I think a lot of people feel that you shouldn't count on tips for your wage. But that is the career. It's giving you good service and you tipping. Well, in counter to that, you think <clears throat> salesmen they want commission, which is so, essentially the same thing. Yeah. Um, when you're looking at it and you know I know that when I go to a restaurant and you know I don't always want to be waited on by a 16 year old kid um, because they're not always going to have they're not always going to present that atmosphere that I'm looking for that I'm paying for. They might not have the knowledge either. Yeah because I mean going out to eat is is an expensive venture anymore Um, you know people don't do it ever all the time so it's definitely important to have a good outing when you go so people who are loving who are passionate about it and who make it their career are almost important for the people who want to frequent those places and that's what i say when people say they don't want to tip like that's what happens in europe and if you look at the service in europe if you read about it or heard anything about it people complain about it all the time because they don't go buy tips so you don't get any good service like why would i go out of my way to make sure your food is right and everything's perfect for you if you're not going to tip me for it. Yeah. Like, I'll just give you what the kitchen gives me. I'm sure. not going to worry about it. You know? Yeah. And But that's what I like about my job, that I can go that extra mile and make more money as opposed to just having a set hourly wage and not caring about what you get. Well, and you see an Im- almost an immediate uh, positive reaction to your work. Right. Exactly. I mean, you're 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 putting this effort, and then you're immediately getting it back mm-hmm. um, at the end of the at the end of the dining experience. And I don't count on just my manager for positive feedback. I get that all day long from people. Yeah. So that is another, another thing I do love about my job. 
Sure. Like I said, you get those few negatives, but you have way more positives that overweigh them. Over the outweigh. And sometimes, even when you have a difficult customer, and you're feeling kind of beat up, and still are handling it fine, and you just can't make them happy, you'll have other customers come around you and tell you how bad they feel for you that that person was completely out of line and how well you handled it, and so it picks you back. Validation. Up yeah. Okay. So. Right now, do you have any expansion plans for your career path? Are you, I mean, you said you're not really into management. Are you looking at any other possibilities? Are you good where you're at? Are you I'm happy? good where I'm at. I actually don't want to be managing right now. I had, you know, because I was managing and I, I call myself semi-retired and I'm back to food serving again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm semi-retired, just food serving. But, excuse me, I had to um, take on that. That extra role. Manager job But right you're now. happy being a food server you're oh, yeah. you're perfectly oh, yeah. okay I, with yeah. that and mm-hmm. no okay all right and so just a few more questions here we've kind of broken down what it means to make a career out of being a food server um and how important it is not to believe the stereotypes um so i just want to ask you a few more questions uh what did you want to be when you were a kid um well actually I, I found a paper not very long ago and I wish that I would have reread it because I was thinking about it and it said it was I think when I was 16 they wrote like our goals and career paths when mm-hmm. I wanted when we were 30 and I said that I wanted to be making x amount of money a year and um, possibly owning my own business but then one number one goal was to make x amount of money okay and, um I achieved that by the time I was 30, so... Well, look at that. I didn't own my own business, but I kind of felt like it was... Food serving, even though you're working for someone else, you're working for yourself as well. It's pretty, yeah. So that's what I like about it, too. Okay. Um, What is the best piece of advice you've received professionally? So be it about food serving or, I mean, if you... what what, Well, professionally, the best piece of advice I can say that I have ever asked uh, I've ever gotten was somebody told me you don't get what you don't ask for so um, always ask even if you think the answer is going to be no whether it be for a raise uh, something you need to do your job better um, time off whatever it might be don't hesitate to ask for it because you don't get what you don't ask for and that's even with wage negotiations don't sell yourself short don't go in saying well, you know, they can only pay for to pay me $15 an hour, even though I'm worth $20. do not sell yourself short. You ask for what you feel you're worth, $20, even if they're only offering $15. Yeah. Because you're not going to get what you don't ask for. If you go in, sell yourself short, of course they're going to give you short. They're going to give you as least what you feel you're worth. Yeah. So always make yourself worth more than you think you are, actually. And then, ask for more and always ask. Yeah. I completely. I think that goes against all careers. I mean, that's a very, that's a very good piece of advice. Um, so, what what's one piece of advice you would give to somebody who's looking into that, thinking about making food serving their career? Uh, I would say, come work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll train you and give you a job. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I would say um, give it a shot. Go in and see if it's something you can do because you can make really good money and you might be very successful at it, especially people who aren't sure what they want to do. Maybe somebody who doesn't feel if they can handle college or even if they need a little boost while they're going to college, they might end up 
not, you know, even going to college, it might still be their career choice. I know plenty of people who um, became teachers and they still food serve on the summers. Okay. Because they have their summers off and they like to food serve and it gives them their extra cash. Sure. You know. Yeah, might so. as well. So <laughs> go for it. Mm-hmm. That's what you say. Just yeah, try it out. Try it out. Well, perfect. Well, thank you very much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. If you like this episode or you're looking to change your career, go to 28andsearching.com or become a patron to get exclusive content sent directly to you. See you next week.